The big moment. Sports, last year's premiers, take the field. Their club spirit and style of play have captured the imagination of all the game followers. You get these football clubs and they represent community because it gives people a place to go to. A place to rise and fall with the success or failure of the team they love. Adulation of players, heroes, anti-heroes. So it's life, isn't it? That's the trailer for This Is Port Adelaide. Hello and welcome to the Cinema Australia podcast. My name is Matthew Eels. In this episode, I get to combine two of my great passions, films and footy. Here, I'm joined by director Nicole Miller to discuss This Is Port Adelaide, a passionate love letter to one of Australia's greatest sporting clubs. Nicole became immersed in the world of footy and the Port Adelaide Football Club when she directed the recent series, The AFL Show, which explains the sport to a Chinese audience. This interview isn't all about footy though, with Nicole talking a lot about cinema and her processes, as well as being mentored by Snowtown and True History of the Kelly Gang director Justin Kurzel. It's worth noting that this is Nicole's first ever media interview about the film, and it was a thrill to get to know her and to learn about this impressive new filmmaking talent. I'm sure Nicole has a long career ahead of her. This is Port Adelaide is in select cinemas around the country from April 16 with a whole series of Q&A events scheduled all around the country. You can find out more at cinemaaustralia.com.au. Anyway, enjoy. Nicole Miller, thank you very much for joining the Cinema Australia podcast. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on This is Port Adelaide. Uh, This film is a love letter to Port Adelaide, but uh, below the surface, it's an insightful and educational look at one of Australia's most successful sporting clubs. And whether you support another team, like I support uh, the West Coast Eagles, or you don't follow football at all, I believe you've created something that all audiences will get something out of here. Uh, This is Port Adelaide. It's highly enjoyable and I love going along for the ride. So congratulations again. Thanks so much. I was so pleased to hear that, yeah, you had that reaction. Have you had any public screenings yet? Uh, We did. We had a premiere weekend, um, a local premiere, which was supported by Adelaide Film Festival, and it was down at Semaphore, so we sort of wanted to get it out to the heartland first. So we did 13 screenings over a weekend. Oh, wow. What, what was the reaction like? Yeah, it was great. You sort of, um, we, we were very involved in most of those screenings, um, me and the producer, Paul Ryan. Uh, we attended and, you know, it was just great getting the reactions from, you know, a lot of the Port Adelaide faithful were there supporting us. So, yeah, just hearing the comments as they come out of the cinema and it's pretty surreal but great experience. What about uh, players and, you know, current players and past players and things like that? Have you had much feedback from them? Yeah, well, a few of the older players that feature in the film and some of the older kind of past administration, um, yeah, they were there for that premiere weekend. Uh, So, yeah, just kind of hearing that we captured, you know, history is made up of all different eras and those people that contributed to each era to get us to where we are now. So, yeah, feeling like we captured that part of the story right or that moment in time and 
represented them. Yeah, it was good yeah. to get that feedback. Fantastic. Hey, there's a great quote uh, by Port Adelaide. It's actually said some by somebody else, but uh, he's referring to a quote by uh, Ken Hinckley in the film. Footy is the most important thing of the least important things in life. And I just absolutely love that. And it got me wondering, what's the most important thing of the least important things in your life? Oh, well, I suppose in a way film, you know, that's that's what I live my life by. I love I love making films, uh, and you know the world's not going to stop if you stop making films. But somehow it drives you every day, and you've got to be ambitious and do something more every time. Yes. So how did uh, you get into documentary filmmaking? Where did where did that journey begin? Uh, well, I was, I'd studied initially at university at Flinders University. Did a sort of general film course. And I'm interested in narrative film as well, so started off like most young filmmakers do, doing short films and writing scripts and getting out there. Um, and then, yeah, just over the years, I've been working at a company called 57 Films here in Adelaide, and we it was it started off as mostly commercial work, but with a very much a documentary sort of vibe. Mm. So from there, we really wanted to grow more into long-form documentary and kind of expanding some of those stories um, that we, you know, were privileged enough to kind of meet people from all different walks of life and different industries and that sort of thing. And you realise pretty early on that everyone has a unique story, a different world that they're living in and kind of I, I just love delving into what makes people tick and what makes them passionate and what they love in life. Where did you grow up? I, I grew up around Woodville West, but first family home was in Birkenhead, so mm. <laughs> that's in, in the Port Adelaide area. So, yeah. yeah, sort of that was a bit of a the love letter side of it came in there because mm. I grew up around Port Adelaide and the western suburbs and a lot of my family were big Port Adelaide fans and, yeah, I'd, I've always loved the port and the area and the people. So did you grow up following football? No, I didn't actually. No, yeah. right, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I was um, I was converted in the sense of like Port Adelaide Football Club came to my primary school when I was young. So I think that's, you know, that always leaves a big impression when a football club comes to visit your school. So yeah. I always align myself with Port Adelaide and being that most of my family were supporters. I, yes. you know, I'd, I'd say I was a Port Adelaide fan, but I didn't watch much football. So, so, so that... That's interesting because uh, you also you were involved in another uh, TV show which uh, was kind of designed to sell uh, the AFL to China. Is that right? Mm. So that was actually probably the beginning of this footy journey for mm. me. Um, yeah, so that was it was dubbed I think the AFL show, and mm. yeah, that was sort of teaching because Port Adelaide were pushing into China and trying to get a bit more understanding from Chinese audiences as to what. Australian rules football is and looks like before they went over and played their big match. Um, so, yeah, that was an extensive series. It was kind of a mix of highlights and, you know, having um, following one of the players that they sponsored to come over. Mm. And as much as anything, it was a bit of an education experience for me, for me because I came at it as a bit of an outsider to football and it was through that show and, like, me questioning, like, I don't think the audience will follow this necessarily because I didn't pick it up so we've got to explain this. And, yeah, mm -hmm. I kind of came at it with that 
you know, I think it helped that process. But then from there, I, I really got to understand and appreciate the club. Yes. And to me, that's where uh, it started to piece together for me. It's like, oh, this is why people are so passionate about it. Because it means more than, you know, I think I, I thought it was just a sport, but that was quite a superficial understanding of it. You realise that it means this kind of community. It means these shared values amongst people. It means people's hopes and dreams out there on the field. So, yeah, once you buy into that, I don't think you, don't think you go back. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and so, has it changed the way that you uh, that you see football now in terms of you know watching the game and being a part of it on the weekend when uh, on the weekends and when uh, the season starts? Oh, definitely. I, I was there yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. Many of my friends and family would probably attest to. You know, that's quite a different – I was more the, you know, I'd go to the cinema on the weekend or something like that or mm. an art exhibition. But now football is just as meaningful to me. It's, yeah, I go there and I'm invested. I just want to see this team do well. I want to see this community do well. I know how much it means to people. And I yes. think once you have that drama and you're invested in people, in people, that's what it's really yes. about, that you, yeah. I was there on the weekend barracking loudly. Excellent. Well, you, the, your team's in a very good position at the moment, oh. so you've come into it at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's so exciting. <laughs> um, I want to go back for a moment. Uh, as a staunch supporter of Australian filmmaking, I've, I've been covering it for the last 10 years now. I was curious to learn that uh, you were mentored by the great Justin Kurzel, who has made uh, films like Snowtown and uh, True History of the Kelly Gang. How did that come about? Uh, so he was actually attached pretty early on um, as being sort of interested. He's a big Port Adelaide fan himself. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, so he was sort of uh, in conversations and stuff pretty early on. Uh, and then you know, he's a big, very established director, so he was quite busy. And uh, I think schedules didn't quite align, but he was still happy to sort of help us out um, and, yeah, be there to look at some stuff and, and make some uh, and advise us where possible. So, yeah, that's I can't, that's I can't quite imagine a Justin Kurzel version of this film. <laughs> how, how would that go? <laughs> I think it would be very different. He, um, yeah, so he was kind of very helpful early on and then he got quite quite busy. But, yeah, I think just having having conversations with him was very valuable to me as a kind of you know, establishing filmmaker to be able to speak to him and kind of get some of his insights was great. So what would you say you took away from uh, your time working with him? Well, I think he's very, he's very interested in people um, and that kind of realism side of things. Um, so getting in there, getting in people's houses and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I think that was sort of what he, that observational side of it. Do you keep up to date with uh, Justin's work? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah? I'm a fan. <laughs> and uh, you're following his latest uh, film that he's working on at the moment. How, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, the Port Arthur. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's quite confronting, but, mm. you know, history history's there and should be told and it mm. happened. So, yeah, I think if anyone's going to tell it with a kind of realism and grit, I think it'll probably be him. 
Yes. Mm. Um, so tell us about uh, um, This Is Port Adelaide. Uh, what's it about in, in your words? Uh, so it's about, it is about 150 years of the Port Adelaide Football Club, but it's about what that sort of means in a, in a bigger sense of what football means to people and what it means to the Port Adelaide community. So it's, it's the story of a football club, but it's the story of a community and the story of a shared history and a value that kind of connects us all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a, you've, you, you and your creative team have made a very interesting decision with this film and, and that's to present it in black and white. I spent uh, you know, most of the film wondering why you did it. I think it works. It, it, it absolutely works. But uh, can you give us a, a, your reason for that? Yeah, so that, again, was a little bit of influence early on from that early creative team, but it was something that just felt right because, you know, not only is this about Port Adelaide, black and white, original kind of Guernsey, it made sense from that point of view, but it it was, you know, I was very interested in not being chronological about telling this history. You know, I wanted to sort of jump around in the timeline and, sort of present a snapshot of a personality of a club so that you can feel like you get to know this club over various periods of time, you know, whether it's something historic juxtaposed against something modern and the values or, you know, that character is the same. I thought that was something that was really interesting to explore. Um, And just given, you know, 150 years, film technology changes so much, you get very variable quality of archive to kind of have it all in that beautiful, seamless black and white just helps you make those comparisons without the distraction of colour. Yes. Yeah. So that that was a big part of it as well as, you know, black and white and being down the port and getting that, those textures of the port, you know, wharf pylons, people's faces and expressions. I think black and white just really lets that lets you focus on what's important in the frame and really draw on it. That's a beautiful explanation mm-hmm. for that. Um, some of the stories that uh, you pick up from these guys on the train on the way to the games, uh, I think one that really stuck out to me was these men talking about how if uh, Port Adelaide, uh, you know, lost back in the day, their mum would uh, their mum wouldn't cook them dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the other stories that you were hearing on those train rides? Oh well. It is. It's like every single person's kind of when they're that passionate, it really did or does define their lives in a lot of ways. It's a a constant through their whole life. So another um, one of our fans who's featured a little bit, um, David Shelley, I remember him just talking about how, you know, it was more, I guess, a self-punishment, but if they lost he would just kind of, or his mum would know if they'd won or lost based on his reaction coming home from the game. And it would either be like, oh, yeah, great, what's for dinner, da-da-da, or it would be kind of silently storming past into his bedroom to spend the whole weekend kind of (laughs) ruminating on what went wrong. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, there's something funny in that, you know, you're supporting but you can't quite control what's on the field. So to have such a visceral reaction is... It's very human. (laughs) Um, Fandom can sometimes be quite toxic and and we see that, uh, you know, more and more nowadays, especially uh, with social media and online. Were you picking up on any of that, uh, you know, toxic fandom during the filming of this? Because, you know, it is a very positive film. Mm. Well, 
yeah, I think that comes across probably in how I experienced that that fandom or that mm. that club, that, as they call themselves, like a family. And I I believe that having spent time mm. there, there is a genuine warmth that I feel runs through kind of all these fans. You meet them and, you know, they didn't know me. I'm just a sort of filmmaker knocking on their door saying, hey, can I talk to you about Port Adelaide? And they say, yes, please, <laughs> come inside. I would love to talk to you about Port Adelaide. Here's my cut-out Travis Boak poster that I've had for <laughs> 10 years, you know. Like everyone is so welcoming and, yeah, you just walk in, you feel like you make friends with them immediately and it's that sort of it's that shortcut for, you know, I guess having this tribe or this set of values that everyone feels like they're all connected through it's a bit of a shortcut to becoming friends with someone because you feel like you know the kind of person that they must be you know Mm -hmm. and if they stand by the same values as you or if they you know feel like they're a good person then I think that's what makes people embrace each other in that kind of wider community. You're listening to the Cinema Australia podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or cinemaaustralia.com.au. One of the most uh, beautiful aspects of this film is uh, these dad's army guys. I thought that that was a beautiful story and you could almost make an entire documentary mm. on, on those guys themselves and the way that they, they're, you know, they're introducing this, this young guy into their, into their group. Uh, can you tell us about uh, the, this dad's army group and, uh, you know, and their acceptance of you as a filmmaker coming into their inner circle? Yeah, I think that's one of the, like, um, Paul Ryan, who, yeah, as a producer, we sort of both captured a little bit of their story as well and it fed into this. Um, We both thought it was very fascinating and it kind of speaks to the roots of not only the roots of the club but the fact that they still have this sort of community presence. You know, they're an AFL footy club. So, you know, that's one of the kind of, massive establishments in our country and yet they still have this grassroots community club and people volunteering there every weekend to kind of pick up rubbish and just do what they can to contribute to the club. Um, So I think that just talks volumes to how engaged people are and how much that club's still there for the community and it's still in the community. So already that was interesting and then, yeah, speaking to them, it means a lot to people to be involved mm-hmm. and to feel like, you know, they have they are part of that history and that in whatever way that they can contribute that it makes a difference. Did you find that, they, that they're, you know, uh, they're appreciated by some of the younger uh, fans of Port Adelaide? Yeah, I think it depends. Like with the um, SANFL, you know, sometimes there can be a little bit of a divide there. Um, but I think everyone sees how much people give back to that. It is one of the defining things about Port Adelaide is their volunteers and that, you know, there were so many stories, but there's actually another guy there who's been the boot stutter for over, I'm going to forget how long, but he's been there for over 50 years. Wow. So, and he's, he's a volunteer now and he's just been there looking after 
the new guys coming through looks after their boots, polishes it, makes sure the right boots go off to the right games. And that's just, yeah, that's something that's quite different about Port Adelaide. And I think people see that, you know, even new fans to the club, mm-hmm. they see that history that still runs through and that engagement with the community and people kind of giving back all the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that does, they look at that and go, oh, yeah, this is the kind of club that I associate with. I'm getting goosebumps. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, you mentioned before some of the black and white footage that's in the film. It, it seems so well preserved. Mm. Um, it, I, f- I feel like it's very important, to, you know, to preserve that kind of film. H- how much fun was it looking back on that footage? I loved it, <laughs> like too much. I spent <laughs> like a few days in the State Library just sort of anything that had Port Adelaide in the descriptor, I thought, well, it's worth kind of scrubbing through and seeing what's out there. Because it's such a historic district in South Australia, you think there's there's been it was such a commercial hub in its day as well. So there's been a lot of activity and documentation around there. So what you'd find was just fascinating, like different decades of history and really focused on people and you know maritime and world wars and it's been such a big part of South Australia's development. So finding that and finding really good quality preserved film of one of those some of those early games I just you know I could have just made a whole film full of archival (laughs) of Port Adelaide I think (laughs) but how many hours would you say uh, you went through uh I spent it was a few days it was probably yeah three days or so kind of you know but that was swapping out from VHS to film reels and (laughs) whatever else I could find to kind of yeah wade through what could present a snapshot of what this place has been like and is like and yeah trying to get all those different areas of history portrayed on screen I guess what uh, surprises me about about you know when I see this uh, old footage is the size of the crowds Mm. those state games back then the, the crowds were huge yeah you think of the population at the time as well and you think everyone from Port Adelaide was there at that game. You can see it, you know. There was, I think, numbers like 40,000 and 50,000 and you think, obviously, our stadiums these days are at that capacity. But Mm. for the time and for the small community that was being represented in one spot, it, it was pretty incredible to see. That's an incredible sense of community that uh, that comes through on screen. Mm. Um, so, you know, the sad news about this documentary is that Port Adelaide were knocked out of a spot in the 2020 Grand Final by Richmond. Mm. Uh, tell us how disheartening that was not to be able to finish the documentary with a premiership for Port. Yeah, and I think we definitely, you know, the COVID storyline came to play in as well because mm. while we're making this film, um, COVID happened and it turned what was their 150th year to one of the most historic, strange, disruptive, um, disconnecting years, which really sort of spoke to how important community is more than anything else we'd, we'd been capturing. Mm-hmm. So to come from that context and to see people, the fans being so resilient the club kind of pulling through and adapting and just trying their best to get out there and keep playing football 
you know, you start from that premise and you're already you're just so invested, you just want people to do well. And the historic year of being 150 years, you think they, they've earned it. <laughs> you know, it's gotta it's gotta be this fairy tale. And they were on top of the ladder yeah. for the entire year. <laughs> and they played incredibly, they were so strong, and it just brought you could see it bringing because we were sort of following our fans over the course of the season as well, and you could just see how much people were lifting with that energy and how much, you know, even the Port Adelaide area was lifting, putting up decorations and that sort of thing. So I think the film goes on a similar similar emotional trajectory as I did where you're sort of you're so invested and it feels so right. And then that's sport, isn't it, that it doesn't always go your way. And, yeah, I went through the same myriad of emotions I think that most people did um, that went on that roller coaster where, you know, you've got to rationalise, you know, oh, you know, it was meant to be but it didn't happen. But then from a filmmaker's perspective you think, but that's not what it's about. Yes. And if anything, I think adversity shows strength and resilience and how connected people are better than if you just, you know, straight run win your fairy tale. Mm. You've got to come back and, you know, I they can earn it in their own time and that community is still right behind them and they still got so much out of that season. Mm. So who did you feel the most for, the players or the fans? Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't decide, you know. it's. I think that's part of what else maybe comes across in the film, that it's everyone. Yes. It's this kind of big connected you can't just tell the story of the players or you can't just tell the story of the fans yeah. it's all the administration you know the the coach and and the the chairman you know everyone's so invested and it's sort of this massive you know everyone wants it to happen so it's nice yeah. to see people working in their different ways and uh, to try and make you know a team successful and now I guess you can you can include the audience in that as well because mm. the audience is is invested in this. And when we get to that final stage, we we are a part of the fans and the the club and and you know the administration. So I guess you could include mm. you could include the audience now as well. Yeah, and you know I feel like even though obviously it's Port Adelaide Football Club story, that there is this kind of universal feeling of passion. You know, whether it's, you know, you're a West Coast fan, you know, whether it's like I'm sure that sort of mirrors about how you feel about your team. Yes. You know, it's that it's a universal feeling of, of passion that mm. kind of hopefully brings along all audience members and kind of gets them on board with this. Yes. Um, away from footy and away from the, you know, the club and, and Port Adelaide, I noticed in the documentary uh, there were a few South Australian bands that uh, you used in the film. Was that intentional? Did you want to use local music? Yeah, definitely. Hilltop Hoods. Mm. They yeah. are, um, again, Port Adelaide football club fans. Oh, <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> it was very, they're actually ambassadors of the club as well. So they, you know, we just hoped and early in the cut, we're sort of using a few of those tracks in some of our montages and stuff like that. And I was just like, it's so right. You know, even some of the lyrics and stuff, it just, yeah, it felt once we had it in there, I was like, we've just got to get in contact with them and see if they'd be on board. So, And they were yeah, obviously. <laughs> lucky. They were fans and, you know, 
wanted to be involved. So it was brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Um, I've spoken to a few South Australian-based filmmakers recently. There's a lot happening there at the moment. What's it like to be a filmmaker in South Australia at the moment? Yeah, I think we have been very lucky in the grand scheme of things, um, yeah, that we can have and we have even last year had production still coming through. So, yeah, it sort of feels a bit like a boom. Most of my friends are off on various shoots and, you know, crew can be a little bit thin when you're looking for them because everyone's off, oh, no, sorry, I'm in the Flinders Rangers, I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, it always feels like a boom in South yeah, Australia. <laughs> it kind of does, actually. The last the last few years definitely you think, oh, whoa, there's so much going on. But mm. I, don't know, I think we've, as an industry, you know, we've all been trying to build toward that and, yeah, I think, you know, we've got some talented people here that are making things happen. So, yeah, we'll just keep keep making things happen. <laughs> right, that's good to hear. Um, something that I noticed uh, in your filmography is that you're working or currently in post-production on a short film called Get a Life. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that's actually, uh, you know, as a filmmaker, I like to make a few short films and stuff as well. So that was a um, a comedy that I made that um, was about this guy that gets uh, brought back to life, um, but his girlfriend's moved on. So he's got to kind of <laughs> readjust to his new life. Um, yeah, so hopefully I'll kind of get that out into the world. But I've got lots of passion projects at any one time. And anything else that you can tell us about? Um, we Well, we're in development on a few different things at 57 Films. So, yeah, a few factual series and things like that that we're hoping to get out into the world. Well, you're uh, you're certainly a talented filmmaker and it shows with This Is Port Adelaide. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to join the Cinema Australia podcast. Excellent. Thanks so much for speaking with me. Thank you for listening to the Cinema Australia podcast. You can keep up to date with all the latest Australian film news, reviews, features and interviews at cinemaaustralia.com.au.